Do you dread tax time because you haven't saved enough for taxes? Are you totally confused and lost about your business finances? Do you worry that you'll never be able to retire or save for your kid's college education? If you bury your head in the sand because you think you'll never be a money person, I want to let you in on a huge secret. All you need to manage your private practice finances are a simple series of skills that you can learn. After all, you already did the hard work of graduating from college, becoming a therapist, and starting your private practice. Hi, I'm Lindsay Bonham. I'm a therapist turned money coach and the creator of Money Skills for Therapists. I've helped hundreds of therapists just like you develop peace of mind about their money. I invite you to watch my free masterclass where I teach my four-step framework to get your business finances totally in order. In the masterclass, I cover the three biggest mistakes that therapists make that keep them from getting clarity on their private practice finances, the secret that most accountants don't want you to know, and why working with your mindset and emotions is essential to changing your patterns with money. This masterclass is for therapists and health practitioners who are running or about to start a private practice. It is the first step in learning about my signature course, Money Skills for Therapists. Register today with the link in the show notes to take the first step to go from money confusion, anxiety, and shame to feeling clear and empowered about your money. I look forward to supporting you. And that is the gift that therapists have that marketers in general, like and copywriters in general, really have to work to home is we know what it's like to see another person. And what scares us, I think, is often in seeing the other, we are also seen. Welcome to the Money Skills for Therapists podcast, where we answer this question. How can therapists and health practitioners go from money shame and confusion to feeling calm and confident about their finances and get money really working for them in both their private practice and their lives? I'm your host, Lindsay Bonham, therapist turned money coach and creator of the course Money Skills for Therapists. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's guest is a return guest, uh, Jen Fredette. But before I get into introducing her and telling you about what we're going to dive into today, I wanted to share a review that was left for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. The review says, crucial for money blocks. I love this podcast and look forward to listening every week. I'm learning how to work smarter, not harder, and addressing my money blocks. Lindsay Bonham does a great job helping listeners really look at deeper layers of innate worthiness and all the parts that come up around this stuff. Thank you so much, DH145, <laughs> for leaving this review. I uh, I so appreciate these reviews. It's nice to get the feedback. And it's also so helpful, as I always say at the end of the podcast, for other therapists to find us, other therapists and practitioners. Apple podcast reviews is a great way for people to know if a podcast is for them or not. So today's guest, as I mentioned, is Jen Fredette. She's a returning guest. Jen is... She's actually a money skills for therapist grad, going back to my very first beta cohort that I did in 2018. So uh, I've known Jen a long time, and she helps therapists with their marketing. She helps therapists market with depth and authenticity. And today in our conversation, uh, we get into talking about why marketing can be so hard for therapists. 
this idea of being under-resourced and what that means for us as people and therapists and how that shows up in our marketing. We talk a little bit about how we end up kind of telling on ourselves in our marketing and showing sometimes more than we intend to um, about the things that we're struggling with through the way that we're marketing and also how to tell if you are under-resourced in your marketing and what to do if you discover that you are not having the resources that you need to do the marketing that you want to do to really attune and call in your people. As always, the conversation with Jen today is depthful and takes lots of fun twists and turns and is always about so much more uh, than marketing, which as the Apple podcast review uh, that I read just said, you know, there's always the deeper layers that I love exploring around money and Jen loves exploring around marketing. And you're going to get a lot of that today. Here's my conversation with Jen Fredette. So Jen, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I really yeah. appreciate it. It's nice to have you here again. And I <laughs> I have told you this before, but your last episode that we did about like doing your inner work um, in order to work on your money stuff uh, is our top listened episode ever. Well, hello, repeat listeners who are coming <laughs> back for a second round. That's so fun. <laughs> I joked with you before we started recording. I was like, I didn't even remember what I talked about. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. Yes. And it makes sense to me because I think that uh, I fancy myself a bit of a, a depth seeker and like, you know, the meaning stuff. And so I think folks who listen, you know, also probably at the very least have a tolerance for that. Uh, but I would say based on uh, the listening statistics, they have an appetite for that because um, we know that there's always stuff stuff under the stuff that also makes life like and our work rich and meaningful, um, but can be ignored in the business world related to therapy. Yeah. Which makes me so sad in part because I, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, Lindsay, but I feel like that's what actually makes therapists better marketers mm, yeah, yeah. than like the average person. Sure. So I like depth. I'm glad you like depth. Um, and Everybody who's listening, it sounds like you also like depth. So you're my kind of people. In the right place. So Jen, you you teach marketing for therapists, uh, which is an area of my own kind of like business and work that's never been my favorite. So I love that you love it. I'm always grateful that there's people who love marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for existing. First of all, that's my my first piece. So I'm curious, like just to get us, you know, kind of started wading into the topic why do you think marketing can be so challenging for therapists? That's a really good question, Lindsay. Um, and I just realized like, oh, maybe we should start a whole separate podcast where we just talk about that every single week. And <laughs> every episode. Like, oh my gosh, please, please, let's stop. As long as we get to talk about money too, I will be there. I think actually marketing and money go hand in hand. Sure. I had a call with somebody who's joining attunement distilled earlier today. And she's like, can you like explain to me, like, what is actually a sales funnel? I was like, yeah, it's the process of somebody going from not knowing you to being willing to invest resources in you, right? Whether it's time, money, or I think we don't always talk about this, but like the vulnerability sure. of somebody coming on as client or somebody coming on as student, whether it's in Money Nuts and Bolts or in your fabulous new program, um, or for me in my marketing programs, it's a vulnerable thing. And you got to make sure you, you can trust somebody. So 
to come back to why is it so hard for therapists? I think there's like a lot of different like threads to it, but it really comes down to people aren't well-resourced. And I think that shows up in our marketing if we're not getting our needs met. And really, I would say also getting some of our wants met too. Like this isn't just about trying to survive in the world, but to enjoy living, to enjoy being alive. Mm-hmm. I Does that make say, sense? Yeah. Like I'm curious if you could if you could unpack that a little bit, Jen, to use a very therapist term. When you say under-resourced, tell me more about what you mean by that. Here's a great example. In my own life, I'm currently therapy-less because my therapist went to Thailand with her daughter, which I kind of love. That's nice. But they're gone for like three weeks. I'm like, right. what? what am I going to do? I normally have three hours of therapy every week. Like I, <laughs> I do, I do. A process that's, so, that's so psychoanalysis of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only one indiv- hour of individual and then two hours of group. Wow. Yeah. So I guess technically it's two hours and 50 minutes, but okay. same difference. Thank you for clarifying. Cause three yeah. sounded like a lot, but two hours and 50 minutes is very typical. Yes, obviously. Um, so <laughs> So yeah, I'm like a little rudderless um, without my therapist. Um, and I was thinking as I was talking to, again, another student earlier this week about how my therapist who does like almost no marketing just called me the fuck out when I first started to experience some success in my mm. private practice. You and I had worked together. You taught me how to like keep my bookkeeping in order until I could make enough money that I could outsource that to somebody else, which mm-hmm. is still one of my favorite business expenses. And I was doing really well. I had brought in a lot of people. I'm pretty good at marketing. And I was bringing in a lot of people who traumatized me, like not on purpose. It wasn't that they weren't, they weren't bad clients, but they hit all of my stuff, but it was making a lot of money. And I was like, Cheryl, like I'm great. Like I have a full caseload now. Like everything is amazing. And she looked at me and she said, you are not well-resourced. You're not Mm. doing great. Mm. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. It's like therapy speak. Like, what what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I have money in my savings account. Yeah. And she said, Jen, you so often reduce being well-resourced to money. Mm -hmm. And money is a symbol of being able to be resourced, but it's not the whole of it. Mm -hmm. Can we talk more about what's actually getting played out and where you're actually burning yourself out? You're you're stretching yourself in unhealthy ways because you're not well-resourced in these other areas. And side note, that's how she talked me into starting process group. I was like, fine. Okay. You think the process group would be really helpful. And I do want to be well-resourced. I don't know what it means. I'll go to this group, even though I think it's going to be really hard. Yes. And it was really hard. And also has been really transformative for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So to stretch it out a little bit more, Although I had a full caseload, right? Like I had money in the bank. I had pretty good policies that things were working really well. I was not getting my relational needs met um, in in my practice and frankly, in the rest of my life. But practice was a place where it got amplified. And I also, in a lot of ways, wasn't getting my attachment needs met, right? And so not only was I being triggered by clients, And again, truly, truly, like not the client's fault. Um, It was in some ways my own marketing got in my way that I I just brought in a lot of people. I was like, this is great. Like they're willing to pay my fee. Therefore, they're a good fit for me. And they really weren't. Hmm. And so it's being triggered there. 
And then it was harder to be like, okay, but I got to, I got to move things around because this isn't a full life, right? Like that I'm stretching myself logistically in terms of scheduling time. I feel kind of guilty that I'm charging so much. And so Mm -hmm. let me do extra for them. Like, let me keep over delivering. Yes. Which is often marketing advice people get in general, like over deliver, um, surprise them. Surprise and delight. Yes. Yes. Which is like some patriarchal bullshit of just trying to get people to do more than what is actually on offer. Right. 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 More than they even sold to that person. Yes. Yes. Which this is a side trail, but (laughs) I had another conversation with a client recently, not a therapy client, a student. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, when I first like heard about you, I thought you were a scam. I was like, seriously? Like I, nobody in my personal life would say I'm a scam. Like that's not generally how I come across. He's like, yeah, you were offering so much. It, it just did not seem like Mm -hmm. be realistic. Like nobody could offer that much. And he's like, and Jen, you actually offer more now. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't, but at least I know you now and I know it's not fake, which was comforting, but yes, coming back to well-resourced. So I was in a place where I actually had the resources that most people starting their private practice journey want. Mm-hmm. I, I had the fancy full case that I had a really nice website. I had all of these things, but it was empty because I wasn't able to actually fill what I needed, which also meant I couldn't show up for my clients in the ways I think that they deserve. Wasn't doing bad work. I wasn't doing harmful work, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't able to attune with the depth that I want to be able to for any client who sits across from me. I see consistently this part show up in marketing where people are so focused on getting their logistical needs met Mm. that they, they don't pay attention to the attachment or the relational piece. Right. Yeah. And by logistical needs, do you mean like full caseload, like, like that kind of stuff, like the, mm, the things that are success on paper. Yes. We'll say yes. like full bank account, good paycheck, full caseload. You are successful. Congratulations. You have arrived. Yes. And especially since COVID, I think the other thing that has happened with some of these metrics mm-hmm. is somehow branding. Like, so you have the clients filling up your rosters, maybe, or you have money in the bank account, maybe, but also you have like a fancy internet presence where people look at you and like, wow, Lindsay really has it together. Have you seen her website? Oh my gosh. I I just love how she did her website. Like I got to have a really good website too. Mm-hmm. I'm always seeing it in these Facebook groups. Like, yeah, uh, don't be too critical of my website. I know it's not good enough. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I go on their website and it's fine. Like the copy could be stronger from a marketing perspective, but branding wise, it's fine. But there is sort of a sense of you got to keep up with the Joneses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and your branding, like your logistical business stuff has to be on point. Does it make sense? (laughs) You were speaking to me. I I was just thinking how um, I have a couple colleagues who I love, you know, like some of my biz besties who've done major website overhauls, like $20,000 Mm. projects and like it's been really interesting for me to see them do that and be like that's really pretty and that's really nice and I don't want that like <laughs> it's just not worth it but yeah but it is this real um, appearance of success right yes. and like polish yes and it's interesting because I had this conversation a couple of times with a mutual friend of ours Tiffany mm-hmm. and I'm like I but I want my sales pages to be beautiful like I 
I might not be making enough money on this sales page yet, but I know it will be beautiful. I will not do it myself. And what I have learned over the past few years is part of it isn't about keeping up with the Joneses, although there's a piece of that. And it's not even wanting to trick the viewer, Mm -hmm. but because I want copy and design to be friends and I want to understand, because I'm never going to be a designer, but I'm like, I want to understand how to write more for Mm -hmm. a designer. So it looks the way I want it to. Like I want people to have a full bodied experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that's often how people think about websites. It's sort of like, let's make sure it looks good. And I'm like, I want it to feel like a Dave Matthews concert (laughs) after you've had like a really long week of clients that were really hard. I want it to feel specific. Yeah. I mean, that's my intuitive distilled. That was the direction I gave my designers like Dave Matthews concert, but they've been stuck inside for a really long time. (laughs) Like, cool. Got it. Go. I'll send you after like your uh, headshot on it too. Looks yeah. like a poster, like a like a touring musician poster. M- my headshot? Your headshot. I you have think? not seen this. Okay, okay. Yeah, send it to me after. Uh, it sounds glorious and artistic. Knowing you though, Jen, like to come back to this piece about being resourced, like I, you and I had uh, a WhatsApp exchange before and we have been talking on WhatsApp recently and you had described kind of like some things that you're thinking up and some cool stuff that we're going to be doing together and I just replied to you, like, my observation is like, you are a creative being like to your core. So to me, that actually, when we talk about being resourced and like needs, that to me actually speaks very much to like you and a need that you have to like have this artistic harmony happening in what you create. So that makes a lot of sense that that is a need that that for you or for you, that is a need or for other folks that might not be a need. Yes. Yeah. I am with you. And even bringing it back to like, hi, everybody who's still listening. Um, <laughs> that Sometimes when we're talking about what it means to be well-resourced, therapists have a way that we can see when somebody's not well-resourced and they're like acting stuff out. I've been like, this feels like I'm really telling on myself, but I've been very obsessed with all of this Taylor Swift drama that is going on. Like there's something in the psychic material that I'm like, ah, there's something about this that hooks me. You, you're looking at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't about. know. No. I'm gonna I, I feel like I'm very much in like the middle-aged mom camp of life now. <laughs> that like, is okay. Isn't she young? Taylor Swift. That's the old person part of me responding. But I do know that you're a Taylor Swift fan. And like new Taylor Swift fan. So long story short, Taylor Swift broke up with her long-term boyfriend. Okay. My fan fiction is he broke up with her. And she's been like spiraling out of control ever since. Okay. She broke up and she acted as if, like, I'm fine. Like, I broke up with him. Like, that was all of the PR statements. Right. And I, from day one, told my husband, I was like, I'm pretty sure Joe broke up with her. He's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. I was like, Joe, da, 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 da. He's like, Jen, I do not care. I was like, she's posturing. She's over. Like, she's mm-hmm. really trying to show that yeah. she's on the breakup. He's like, I don't know. I was like. I wouldn't be surprised if she cheated. She has so many songs about her cheating. Like, I think that might've been what happened. And like the way it's just played out, I'm like, I was right. I read it correctly. And I feel like that feels like a therapist thing to Mm -hmm. me. Yes. Yes. And it it doesn't matter. Like if it's, I don't know, like your sister-in-law or your best friend's cousin's brother or whatever, Mm -hmm. like there's still the sense of like, Ooh, I think I see that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And what I have loved about marketing is it feels to me, I can look at somebody's marketing and be like, ah, I think I know something about you that you did not intend to tell me. What I often see in therapist marketing 
is how scared they are to be seen. Yes. And how scared they are that they're not actually, not just them as people, but like us as a profession is worth time, energy, money Mm. invested in it. Mm-hmm. But there's a kind of reduction of like, let's play small because therapy's, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. And since COVID, when therapy has become more of like a trending topic, yeah, I see a lot more inflation of like, look at me, like I'm an amazing therapist or therapy influencer or whoever it might be. I'm a big deal. And then there are the people who get stuck in the middle of they don't want to play small but they're wary of feeling inflated mm-hmm. of being inflated actually. Right. Like sure. Be dangerous. Yeah. What are you yeah, thinking? Yeah. I was thinking about like the uh, under-resourced piece and yeah. So can you tell me like, bring, bring me back around, tell me how this connects with being under-resourced. So part of what we've already talked about is like logistically people are under-resourced. They might be desperate, need to pay their bills. Yes. We've also talked some about the relational piece of just, like, how do people see me? They, I might feel ashamed. I might feel all these other pieces. But this other part feels like the attachment mm. piece, right? Of what happens when you haven't had attunement, not just in family of origin, but in your marketing, in your business building, mm. where somebody's able to support you and like pay attention to like where you are mm-hmm. and say, okay, like, here's part of the way you can navigate it this way. Here's some pitfalls to watch out for and to do actually what you just did a few minutes ago with me. Like, this is something I know about you, Jen, Mm -hmm. a deeply creative person. Of course, it makes sense that design copy is going to be a place where you want to spend more of your energy Mm -hmm. and let's make, not that you're my coach, but like a good coach, a good consultant will be like, okay, let's make sure that we make time, space, energy for you to invest in that. Because there's plenty of things that I don't invest in so I can have a beautiful sales page because that really matters to me. Right. That's the piece that's often missing in marketing is people go to a place of like, I have to do all of the things Mm -hmm. in order Mm -hmm. to succeed, or I'm going to do nothing because it's all very scary to me. Mm -hmm. And there's not guidance of, okay, let me attune to who you are. And I think this mixture of things would work for you. Have you thought about this? Here's some of the pitfalls with this, but like, here's the ways that you can continue to navigate. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess my question would be what happens or what do you see happen in therapist marketing when we haven't had that? Like, what could that actually look like? How could somebody identify when maybe they're under-resourced in these deeper ways we're talking about and how that's going to be showing up in their marketing? So... And I think I've had to say this succinctly because there's so many different ways that people can be under-resourced. Often what I see when people are under-resourced and they are under-resourced in a logistical area, right? That they don't have enough time or they don't have enough money, which often translates to they don't have enough clients or enough clients paying them enough that they can have a livable wage. And people tend to either pack up and quit happens occasionally, or it's like one last ditch effort. I will do all of the things I have to make this work. I'm going to survive. I will have three psych today profiles. I will be on TikTok, Instagram. Should I be doing SEO? I'm doing Google my business. I, how many websites should I have? I think I should have like probably 18 different blogs (laughs) ready to go before I even turn my website on. Yes. And sometimes you see this like in Facebook 
communities, like somebody will say something, but I always like look at the numbers and like, ah, I bet like 20% of people are like, yes, I know that feeling. Like I'm also feeling that urgency. Mm-hmm. And so whenever there's urgency in people's marketing, a lot of like, I've started this, but I didn't go with, through with it. I started this. I didn't go through with that. And it doesn't feel playful in the same way. Cause like some people are like, ah, let me go try this. Nah, it didn't really work for me. I'll go try this other thing. But if it's all there out at once, I'm often thinking like, Ooh, we really need to get you just like two or three clients. It would be mm-hmm. really helpful for you. I think the other thing I see a lot is this sense that people are not allowed to be themselves. Mm. I used to think of it when I was still like in residence or still in training that I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do tapes anymore because who knows what the fuck I'm doing in session. I'm not following the rules. I never give people worksheets. Like I'm not like evidence-based in stuff because I'm not doing it. Like my perfectionist would come out. Sure. And so I could sort of like gloss over and be sort of vague in supervision. Like, well, we did this, we did that. And then I checked the diary card and then I didn't tell my supervisor, but really we spent like 45 minutes talking about what an asshole this person's been dating. Like I wasn't saying that because I didn't think I was allowed to. Mm -hmm. And so I learned to mimic my voice to sound like the supervisors and the more seasoned clinicians around me. Right. Like you even did this beautiful, like, let's unpack that. Like that's such therapy speak that just gets embedded in you. Yeah. And I see that so often in marketing that I'm like, I don't, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Your therapist. And there's a kind of almost hiding behind the chair in their marketing. Yeah, of course. Which actually often says to me that you haven't integrated what it means to be human and therapist and how those are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And therapist is a role, not a persona. And I have found over time, I feel much more comfortable with therapist who can recognize like, Hey, I'm stepping into therapist persona mm-hmm. and here's who I am as human. And it doesn't mean they're wildly different pieces, but this is a role I play, but it's not who I am. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm I'm thinking then, you know, in terms of marketing, how do we balance that? Like you're playing a role as a therapist. You're not like, hey, come hang out with me and play video games like I do every Friday night. But you also want to be yourself, right? So you're like, you're marketing the role that you play for them, but you also are you and unique. What does that look like bringing those two things together when we're trying to attract our people? So it's twofold, probably more. I'm having many thoughts. The first is, this is actually the ultimate secret. If you want to know somebody, pay attention to the content that they focus on. And the content that they focus on, the person that they, especially if they've niched down, is who they are or who there's some part of them that's still trying to heal from that relationship. Sure. Like our psyche just draws us either to past selves or past people that we're trying to work something out with. So there's that piece. but. I think sometimes when people hear, okay, I got to market, it either becomes, I have to make it all about me or I have to be very, very generic. So nobody feels excluded. And that's just not effective marketing. I was telling you before we got on, I was like, oh yeah, I like read your new sales page, which is very long. I did not read all of it, but I read a lot of it. And I was like, oh, I think this might be me. <laughs> Lindsay, it's not me. It's not I just hired an associate sort of casually this morning. I don't have a group practice. 
And uh, well, that's not true. Just to be clear, you are a brand new group practice owner as of five hours ago. Yes, that's true. Five hours, I've been a group practice owner. <laughs> and I'm not, like if I read the sales page yesterday, I would not be the ICA. It would not be the niche, right? And as I read it, I could feel seen by you mm. because you were seeing somebody with a lot of depth. You weren't purposely self-disclosing. There wasn't a lot of focus on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was like a, a small about you section. Yeah, a little like, who am I? Yeah, yeah. but like maybe 200 words. I don't know. Like not yeah. a- I was going to say maybe it's like 7% of the page, 5%. Very small, yeah. But I could still feel you, and part of this is also I know you. But I could feel you as I read down the page, as you focused on the other, mm-hmm. and that is the gift mm. that therapists have. That marketers, in general, like and copywriters in general, really have to work to hone. Yeah, is we know what it's like to see another person, and what scares us, I think, is often in seeing the other. We are also seen. Mm-hmm. And so it's not necessarily about like, let me show you who I am, but it is showing up and being able to say, I see that in you because I have experience with this, mm-hmm. right? And when we're talking about advertising therapy, often we're talking about, I have experience of what it means to be deeply anxious or very depressed or marked by trauma, marked by grief all of these pieces, I know what it's like to be human. Mm -hmm. And in some ways in focusing your attention on the other in your copywriting, in your marketing, reveal something of you. I felt a little esoteric. Did it make sense to you? No, it it did make sense. You know, because I'm thinking too, I'm thinking a little bit too of like the distinction between that. And thank you, by the way, for speaking kindly of my copy you know, of that distinction of like, yeah, through really being able to speak to the person that you're attracting, you're showing your, I I think you're also showing basically your, your approach and your language and how you hold these things, right? Like we're showing the, our ways of holding and, and thinking about and being with the issues working by how we talk about them. Right. Cause you know, we could call in someone who has anxiety and we could talk about it literally a thousand different ways. Yes. And that's going to show our relationship to it, our vibe. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about that and I'm distinguishing th- that in my mind from therapists. I'm thinking of one therapist I worked with myself years ago as a client whose about me page felt like this was about him. <laughs> I don't know how to explain the difference, but it's like that this was about him and his journey and his healing. And I got to be part of that as a client rather than feeling like it was going to be about me as a client. And that was ultimately ultimately my client experience of him was that he was very into doing what he was doing and being himself. There's, you know, we could have a four-hour conversation about that, I'm sure. But the distinction between that and someone who is, like, well-resourced and able to, like, hold and show who they are while still being appropriately in their role, it feels like to me there is, those are different things. Yeah. And I also just want to highlight, you just did this thing that I said we're able to do, Mm -hmm. that you read in his marketing who he was, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yes. And he, he, when he wrote that probably was not thinking, oh my gosh, my clients are going to be able to pick up some shadow piece of me. And you did. Yeah. I was telling my clinical consultant a couple of weeks ago, and we talk about it not infrequently. I was like, I really think becoming a parent has just made me better. Mm-hmm. Before having a kid, I thought, ah, being a therapist, like doing all this work on myself will make me a better parent, which I don't know is true or not true. 
And I can very clearly feel the correlation to being with somebody very, very small and watching them like, it's not even figure out the world, but sort of like take it in and marinate on it and figure it out mm-hmm. has made me more attuned to how that shows up with all people that I sit with. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's really magical about parenting, at least in my experience so far, is I get to be present with her and I am there and there are parts of me that I hold back, mm-hmm. right? There's parts that it would not be helpful for her if I explained to her the fine nuance between frustration and volcanic rage when she's having a meltdown. Mm-hmm. It's just not helpful for her. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday she might have language for that. And in our marketing, it's not that we are dumbing anything down, but there are parts of us that we hold back because it's not what clients need, right? And if we've had a healing journey like this person, who actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is also like really working hard to prove to everybody that he had a healing journey where maybe he hadn't had a healing journey as much I'm as- I'm going to say he was midway. Okay. <laughs> I like doing sort of that posturing thing that we yes. all do uh, in different ways. If I'm not concerned with having to prove to you that I'm really good or I'm this or I'm that, and I can just be like, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And let me show mm-hmm. you how I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to see you so much that you're going to end reading the sales page. Like, yeah, of course, this is the person I have to work mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And ideally, that's all good marketing. It's not therapy, but it is about being seen. Mm. And in being seen, you do, people do see you. Yes. Which is so true. And like just being in the middle of a launch right now, myself, this is all very, very at the surface for me, Mm -hmm. very much like what's occupying my time. And something we chatted about a little bit before we started recording is money skills for group practice owners, which at the time that Jen and I are recording this is the doors open for it right now. First time offer. So I've got the sales page and the funnel is from sales page to call with me. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like a big jump, right. For someone to make. But what also tells me that I did a good job of the coffee is everybody that I talk to. I fucking love. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. Including one person who literally found me through an Instagram or Facebook ad mm. registered for a call with me at 9 PM at night, her time for 6 AM the next morning, her time. We got on a call immediately. We're like, Oh my God, you grew up there. I went to school there. Oh my God. I, she was like, Oh, I've got this cottage on this. Like I was like, I grew up going to a resort on that lake at this cottage. Mm. She was like, you know, it was just like brought together by the Facebook algorithm and the universe because I was able to like call in my people through yes. that copy. And like, she already was like exactly who I meant to support, mm-hmm. even though we, that was literally her first exposure and she ended up joining the course. And so it's like, yeah, that you do, you can really call in those folks. I think when you strike that balance. So for folks listening, then this is not actually a podcast about how great my sales page is, but I do appreciate your feedback because I worked on it for a long time. In terms of like getting resourced, if people are listening and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm probably under-resourced. I'm doing all the things and I feel like I'm getting none of the results or I'm calling in people or I have a caseload full of people who are triggering me. Yeah. So I'm making a lot of money, but every night I die a small death and start again. What can they do? Like, how do you become resourced or like, how do you bring this into your marketing? So two things. My first piece, and I, it's almost like I want to answer two questions at once. One that I you just I asked asking. you two questions at once. <laughs> Oh, was there another one there too? Oh yeah. I'm making up questions. Oh, great. Perfect. The first is I want to highlight because you're using beautiful marketing jargon, but marketing jargon that non-trained clinicians came up with. 
call mm-hmm. in your people. Mm-hmm. You're doing that at some of your top of funnel content, like whether it's ads or reels or whatever it might be doing, you're attuning to people. Mm. That's why I read your sales page and I was like, oh, I want to work with Lindsay. Wow. Six months. I don't have a group practice. I do have a group practice. I'll work on that with my individual coach. Like I got to like reframe how I see myself, but you were attuning to where people are at. It is like a fine distinction, but I think it's important Mm -hmm. because often people settle for something less than attunement because they don't know that there are other options. And when it really comes down to, okay, you're under-resourced, what do you need? You need to be attuned to. And that's not something you typically can just do on your own. It'd be very cool if we could do it yourself attunement just for yourself and all the inner child parenting, self-parenting work, like worked in isolation. But until you have an experience of somebody else who can attune to you that way, you're pretty likely going to repeat old patterns, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking specifically about full caseloads, whether you have one or you have one that isn't actually full, it just looks full. Most of what has been modeled for people is burning themselves out, Mm -hmm. um, not having good boundaries and not like in a everybody who's listening has bad boundaries, but like it wasn't modeled. There weren't guardrails for how do you do this in a way that feels really good. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of the secret to everything I do and why I like marketing so much is can we move from, I don't know, just like surface level sympathy to deep empathetic attunement that the person who is selling is going to show up as the grounded resource and mm-hmm. say, I, here's where I see you are at. And here's the potential of what could be. Here's a, a different thing, right? Because mm-hmm. your sales page could have said, and probably still done pretty well metrics wise, but it could mm-hmm. have said, I'm just going to teach you how to manage your finances. It's really hard to be a group practice owner. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at it. I teach people how to do this all the time. Just come work with me. Mm-hmm. But that's not what your sales page is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's probably so long because it's really complicated to be a group practice owner. And there's a lot of people that you're holding and like, there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. and relational and attachment things that come up Mm -hmm. and you needed space to be able to lay that out for them, Mm -hmm. that you were matching them where they are. Yes. And so that's not a super strategic, like go Google how to get attunement. (laughs) I should probably write a article and SEO optimize and put on one of my websites, like how to get a tune in, but that's the answer to this. And Mm -hmm. there's a variety of ways that people can get it. I think everybody should be in therapy. Mm -hmm. My clients now joke to me, like, I know you think everybody should be in therapy. I'm like, yeah, I think everybody should be in therapy. But if you don't have a therapist, I think that is the best place to start. And not just any old therapist, but somebody who can really hold you as you go through the transformation of being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. After that, I think it's about investing in people that you can feel seen by in their marketing. Mm -hmm. And then it's about having a community that feels good, who gets it, who I said this to somebody recently, I was trying to explain to my therapist how my email list works. Cause I was, I got some email responses from people who are really triggered by some of the material, their stuff, I think more than mine, but I was like, yeah, and then it, this is how it works. And she was like, I don't, so you're and you're emailing them all individually? I was like, <laughs> no, like that's not exactly how it works. 
which I love her and she's attuned to me in so many ways, but she does not understand sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas I could go to my business coach and be like, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. The email list is blah, 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 blah. And she gets it because she's had some lived experience with that. Yes. And I think particularly for people who are building up caseloads, you need people who are doing it the way you want to do it Mm -hmm. or close approximation, right? Because you don't want to be like, ah, I'm really struggling to build up a private pay. And everybody's like, well, just take insurance. Have you heard about Alma? Like you should take Alma. Mm -hmm. Like that's not actually a solution. That's them wanting you to do it more the way they do it. Right. Yeah. So having our own, mm, yeah, being attuned to mm-hmm. allows us to tune to others. Yes. You're also a parent. I'm pretty sure that's how parenting ultimately works. If we were attuned to our kid, then our kid yeah. will be able to attune to others at some point. Yes. Uh-huh. True story. That's the hope at least, right? <laughs> Once those brains get a little bigger. <laughs> Gentle parenting TikTok is like, okay. Just hang in there, everybody. I used to be on gentle parenting TikTok when I was on TikTok for sure. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. Welcome. And for folks who uh, want more from you, tell us about what you got. Oh, I have so much. I'm actually, I made myself notes. So I remember to say all of the things that I have. (laughs) Okay. So I'm also where I talk fairly fast. So I'll try to slow myself down. And if you're listening, I want to say like, I'm recognizing I did not give you I don't know, like the post-it note of like three concrete steps, like go do these things and your life will magically be transformed. And I do actually have three magical post-it, like do these three things and you'll have your life transformed, but I'm not going to give it to you for free. You have to trade your email address to me. So I have this great workshop. If you were a therapist who knows that you want to have more, whether it's people on your schedule, money in the bank, or just joy in life. I really want to invite you to come watch Full Caseload Unlocked. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, Jen, this this workshop is bananas. Like there is so much information in it. I was like, yeah, it's really hard to summarize what exactly happens. Just like, well, it is that you give them the three secrets of full caseload. Therapists know to have a life that feels good to market with ease and efficiency. I was like, yeah, but it has all of this and this and this. You can't put that all in a call to action. Just one thing. So I do guide you through the three secrets that literally my students, my marketing students know, colleagues of mine know, I know that help you move from a business that has some emptiness or some overfilledness to a life that feels really good. While you're still funding your retirement, you're still doing all the things that Lindsay teaches you how to do in Money Nuts and Bolts, and you're not having to jam pack yourself to get there. The other thing, I sweet talked to Lindsay over WhatsApp into doing this fun new thing that I'm going to start. I haven't totally decided on the name. I'm playing with Behind the Marketer. It's kind of fun because we talked about your marketing today. We did. We did. Yeah. And so it's a private podcast for only generally for my students, but because I like you so much, Lindsay, and it sounds like your listeners also like me. Mm -hmm. Evidence shows. So if you follow the link at thinkersguide.com slash Lindsay, and that's Lindsay with a Z, you will get a chance um, to not only watch Full Caseload Unlocked, but I'm also going to put you 
in the private podcast, not the listener. Lindsay's in the private podcast, Mm -hmm. but everybody else will get a chance to listen to the private podcast with you and some of my other favorite marketing friends in the private practice space. And actually, I know a lot of people. So even if you don't want to watch the workshop, like you should come because I'm going to ask Lindsay all the personal questions you wish you could ask, but you guys are too polite to do so. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I look forward to that, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today, Jen. It was lovely to have you back. Thanks. In my conversation with Jen, you know, something that sticks out for me is just that importance of really recognizing our own depth as people, as people who are also therapists. As she mentioned, there's the role of therapist, but then there's also who we are as individuals and all the things we're bringing to the table and the importance of letting ourselves be those humans and making sure we're taking care of all parts of ourselves through therapy and having great supports and really, I think, giving ourselves the resourcing and support and attention and nurturing that we need while we're doing that work for other people. As therapists, it's so easy to hide in that therapist role and like this is who we are and put so much of our energy there throughout the week that it's easy to be neglecting ourselves and all of these complex and multi-layered parts and facets of us that not only are important and need attention, but also by attending to them, we become happier people. Like Jen said, you know, we can bring joy into our life, but it also makes us better therapists. So if that's a motivator, if it's hard to think about doing work for yourself and the richness of your own life, this work also helps us be better therapists when we do get the resourcing that we need. So I'm just so, so appreciative of Jen for coming onto the podcast today. And yes, do go to the show notes for that link to the uh, conversation, that private conversation that you can get to through the links uh, that Jen and I will be having around marketing, where as she said, she's going to ask me a whole bunch of questions. (laughs) Who knows what they'll be? I'm excited. So check out that link to see that conversation with Jen and I about marketing as therapists. You can follow me on Instagram at moneynutsandbolts and like dh145 user on Apple Podcasts, you are welcome to leave a review. Uh, It's really helpful, allows other therapists and health practitioners to find us and benefit from these conversations. Thanks for listening today.